0: Let me tell you about a time that I was trying to solve a problem the wrong way. I was in a short-term rental home visiting my adult children in Minnesota for 10 days, so I had the home as like the home base where they could come and go and we could do things together, and I could even do home cooking if I wanted to. It was a nice arrangement. But this one particular evening, it wasn't even mealtime, and I wasn't hungry, but I wandered into the kitchen. Have you ever done that? Can you relate? And then I found a bag of chips. So I opened up the bag, I measured out a serving, sort of, because the serving size was 15 chips, but everybody knows broken ones don't count, right? (laughs) Then I needed something sweet to offset the salty, so I wandered back into the kitchen and found a box of ginger cookies and took a short stack of those and walked away munching. Next, I opened the fridge, I was in the kitchen again, and I had a wedge of sharp cheddar cheese. Really strange combination going on here, but most of it was mindless. When I came back in the kitchen about an hour later and just picked up the can of cashews and opened the lid, I paused and said this to myself Food won't fix this. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, conference speaker, and teacher. She is passionate about teaching what to do with what we learn from God's Word. Now back to today's valuable study. You know what I did with that can of cashews? I put the lid back on the can. I turned off the kitchen light and left the room. I was trying to solve a problem that wasn't hunger, and I was trying to solve it with food, and it would never work. Sometimes it's not what we're eating it's what's eating us. You've heard that saying before, I'm sure. I was trying to eat my way through grief. The trip to Minnesota really flooded my soul with memories from my life there, from childhood all the way through 35 years of marriage. My beloved Norman is buried in Minnesota and visiting the cemetery just reminds me of how much my life has changed. Wandering in and out of the kitchen for a snack wasn't going to make my Norman come back and wasn't going to make life go back to how it used to be. But that didn't stop me from snacking between snacks. Food doesn't solve problems, but it can add a few. If we learn to recognize the times when we're eating for reasons other than hunger, we can retrain ourselves and make changes. God can help us do that. Let's get into this episode by considering three common reasons why we eat when we're not hungry and what we can do instead. First, let's talk about stress eating. Stress eating is a beastly habit that is so easily formed and so hard to break. Since most stress eating happens in secret, sometimes our loved ones may not even know we're doing it, but they can still tell because it's kind of like a pregnancy. Eventually, it starts to show. One of the most distressed people in the Bible was David, and this is what he did. Listen to Psalm 18.6. In my distress I called upon the Lord and I cried unto my God he heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him even into his ears Stress is a catch-all term for things that cause us to be disquieted in our souls distress the other adjoining word happens when the stress has gone on for too long as we travel from stress to distress it's common to become overwhelmed when we're overwhelmed, our judgment becomes disjointed and very unreliable. God cares so much about our life disturbances. Psalm 61, two is a good reminder that we can stop what we're doing and cry out for relief. Listen to the verse. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. We can cry out to God in prayer whenever we're overwhelmed. He can lead us back to balance. Food can't erase the feeling of being overwhelmed. It just puts something in our mouths and activates a signal to build a bad habit. Catch yourself when you're running to the kitchen or the snack drawer at work and pause long enough to pray. Stress eating will not solve the underlying issue at hand. Sometimes the gnawing hunger is a soul hunger and not a stomach hunger. When a person is trying to solve any problem apart from God, there will be a continuous appetite that mimics physical hunger. What can we do with the tendency to relieve stress with food? Make yourself wait seven minutes while you pray. Go to a private place, set your phone timer, and then pray through this seven minutes. Now there's nothing special about seven minutes. It's just short enough to be doable and long enough to cry out to God. A second reason why we may eat when we're not hungry, an abnormal mindset about food Humorist and syndicated columnist Irma Bombeck said this about dieting. Irma Bombeck is from the Wayback, so you'd have to get on the Wayback machine to know who she was. But she was a a funny lady, and she would make statements sometimes that were really, really crazy. And this is one of her statements. I've been on a constant diet for the last two decades. I've lost a total of 789 pounds. By all accounts, I should be hanging from a charm bracelet. (laughs) But the truth under her statement is like a hard backslap. With all the dieting going on in our culture, why is there anyone left walking that's bigger than a number two pencil? Could it be that the restrictive dieting is repetitively followed by a jailbreak form of eating in anticipation of the next round of food punishment? People are literally weird about food these days. And too many of us have been embracing the mentality of the culture rather than seeking any form of biblical wisdom on the subject. Our nation is overweight with diet plans. And anyone with an Instagram account is more than happy to give you advice and then sell you a product to fix your problem. Have you been changing your food plans according to every wind of dietary doctrine that floats by, embracing it in the hope that this is the real deal? A popular quote says that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. Our mindset about food needs adjusting. Did God say anything about food in the Bible? Yes, he did. The first food plan is found in Genesis 1.29, and God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat. Now, I'm not saying that you can't eat anything but herbs and fruit and nuts. That's it. That was Genesis 129. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying God was giving us direction here. He provided these things for our nourishment. And so that means that these things aren't going to hurt us. God provided the potato, but humans invented the potato chip food as close to its original form as possible is not prone to promote overindulgence but if we're struggling with poor eating habits what sense does it make to keep the food in stock that we're trying not to eat romans 13:14 says this but put ye on the lord jesus christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof the problem here is not just the food choices it's also our mindset about food Restrictive dieting won't fix the broken mindset. We need God to clear the clutter in our thought processes. What can we do about the habit of bouncing back and forth between healthy and unhealthy eating habits? Make your home a safe house. Make your workplace a safe house. Get rid of things that trigger overeating. Don't make a provision for your flesh, in other words and increase access to the whole foods that God has supplied for us that really help us out, that really nourish us, and that take care of our well-being. God did mean for us to enjoy food in moderation. You'll find that in Ecclesiastes. But when we're temperate in public and gluttons in private, we're just deceiving ourselves. Pray and ask God what would be the best nutritional plan for you, and don't be surprised when he points you back to the basics. Take the time to really pray through this issue. And finally, a third reason for eating when we're not hungry is this, unchecked habits. Habits are great when they work in our favor, but they become taskmasters when they're working against us. And the amazing thing is this, we're choosing our habits. When we choose to eat unhealthy foods in unlimited amounts, we're saying by our behaviors that we want to overeat more than we want a healthy physical body. But why would we do this to ourselves? The answers are too complicated to cover in a brief episode, but I encourage you to spend some time examining your personal why. Not the why you want to do a better job, but why have you chosen not to do better? There is something underneath the skin of this question. Search for those answers before trying to make any other changes. Otherwise, you may be applying the wrong solution. I used to coach clients in a wellness program several years ago, and I noticed a few common conditions in the clients. First, the clients who liked their lives had better health habits than those who did not like their lives, and they talked to us about these things, so that's how we knew. Stressful jobs, unhealthy relationships, or other problems in major areas of their lives predictably led to more problems with food. Could this also be your issue? The second thing I noticed with clients was what I called goal moving. These clients never allowed themselves to enjoy the achievement of having reached the goal. They looked fine, their weight was in a normal range for their height, their body frame, and their age, and they had gotten to a good space in their health, but they declared that they needed to lose just 10 more pounds and then they'd be happy. That's goal moving. This lack of appreciation often led to backsliding into old unhealthy habits as these clients tormented themselves with a sense that no goal was good enough. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do a better job, but when it becomes an obsession, then it becomes a ball and chain. Are you doing this to yourself? It's an unhealthy habit that's worth stopping. A third and memorable thing I recall was from a client who had lost 150 pounds He made this statement when someone asked him what was he doing differently in his life. It was a simple statement and it was a little bit funny too. He said this, I stopped snacking between snacks. (laughs) Do you have a habit of grazing and picking at food all day? Do you find yourself eating out of packages rather than making serving sizes? Do you come home from work and just start grabbing food, eating a whole meal before your meal? If you're doing this, why are you doing it? When we don't understand why we're repeating an unhealthy habit, we'll struggle to resolve the real issues. We discussed habits in episode 40, and if you haven't heard it yet, pop back into the podcast library and look up the episode titled Habits to Embrace. But habits can be funny little creatures that will either help us or harm us. What can we do about our unchecked habits? We have to examine our lives for any habits that may need either editing or elimination. We can pray. Again, prayer is so powerful in our lives. We can pray and ask the Lord to help us to develop the fruit of temperance in our lives, which leads to a healthier body and a corrected viewpoint regarding the purpose of food. Temperance is a fruit of the Spirit that makes all areas of our lives better. It's also one of the hardest areas of development because it's extremely valuable. If you could see a video of your life with temperance firmly in place, you'd want this fruit so badly you'd do whatever it takes to allow God to form it in you. A great verse to remind ourselves of the importance of temperance is found in 1 Corinthians 9.25. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown but we and incorruptible. You know, understand that mastery in any area requires us to learn how to rule over ourselves. It may take some time to really pray your way through this, searching the scriptures for God's point of view in how we're to take care of ourselves. We're not our own. We were bought with a price, so we don't belong to ourselves. But it's worth the time investment to go to the Lord in prayer and ask him for his help. If you've never asked the Lord how you should take care of your soul carriage, it's not too late to ask him now. We haven't covered all the reasons that people choose to eat rather than face their problems, but this is a starter list that will hopefully inspire you to examine yourself while asking God to show you how he would have you to live. God knows what's eating you, and he knows why it's leading you to abuse food. There's a passage in Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24, that you've heard me quote before, and it makes a great prayer request for figuring out what's really going on in our souls. It says this Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. When I paused in my life and asked the Lord to help me to see my real issues, He revealed to me that I was trying to soothe my grief with food. It was successful at adding 20 unwanted pounds to my frame, but it was also adding health problems rather than subtracting the grief. Are you crossing your wires like that? Have you been trying to solve your personal problems with food? Something else is going on, and God can help you figure out what it is. As the saying goes, if the problem isn't hunger, food won't fix it. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and be sure to follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, Bible studies, and more. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.